Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is August the 4th, and our chapter for today is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. Now, after the Sabbath, after Shabbat, that is the Shabbat after Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread has begun, and it was the first day of the week as it began to dawn. That means this was what we would call a Sunday or the Lord's Day, the first day of the week after the Shabbat of Passover, which means this is the great day of first fruits when a sheaf of barley, the best of all, would be held up before God as a wave offering, as the promise of more to come. And indeed, because Jesus rose from the dead, you and I will live forever as we follow him in that resurrection. Mary Magdalene and the other women came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For a messenger, an angelos, an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And he sat on it, a sign of a conqueror and a victor. And his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. They went into a coma. But the angelos, the messenger, the angel answered and said to the women, For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he said. He told you this would happen. Now come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. Therefore, you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. They just couldn't believe it and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Over and over again, Jesus said, tell them to go back to the place where it all began, where I first found them. Remember, 11 out of the 12, all but Judas, came from the Galilee. Jesus lived with them. He taught them. He discipled them. See, that's what uh, Talmudim is. That is a group of men, a Talmudah, a woman, a Talmud, a man, who is a learner. That comes from the same word as Talmud. They are learners. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, listen, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you need to be learning. You need to be studying. There is no coasting until the day you die. This is why the apostle Paul told Timothy, bring my parchments. He was in the Mamertine dungeon. He was in prison, but he was still studying just months before his head was taken from him by Nero. All I'm telling you is, if you say you're a child of God and you're still being spoon-fed, shame on you. 
And the longer you've been saved and the more you've been spoon-fed, shame on you. It's time to repent of that and say, God, I want you to teach me. Make me a student because that's what a disciple is. It's a student. It's one who obeys his teacher, who listens to his teacher. And Jesus said, go back to the Galilee. I want to meet with you. And he taught them for 40 days in the Galilee and some in Jerusalem and ended up in Jerusalem and ascended to heaven. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest and all the things that happened. And when they had assembled the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while he slept. And if this comes to the governor's ear, we will appease him and make you secure. In other words, you're responsible for that body, and it's gone. Your life is at hand, but we don't want it getting out that he's alive. So they bribed these people, so they took money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day, and it is. It's crazy, but it is. Then the eleven disciples went away into the Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. In other words, Jesus said, after I am resurrected, after I go to Jerusalem and I do what God the Father has sent me here to do, then I want to meet you here because even though I die, I will resurrect from the dead and I'll meet you here. And he appointed a place for them. Now, this is over and over again, the Gospels. And as you know, Matthew is just giving a summary here. There was a lot that went on during this time that the other Gospels fill in. And so they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Even after seeing him alive from the dead, even after watching him eat, even after touching him, even after seeing the scars in his hand, the scar in his side where the sword pierced him, after all this, some still doubted. It's amazing. We just cannot believe the miraculous. We have such an anti-supernatural bias that we just cannot believe that God is still doing what he's doing. And they couldn't in that day imagine how far removed we are from them. Then Jesus came and spoke to them. Where did he do this? In the Galilee, not in Jerusalem. He did this in the Galilee and said, all authority. The word is exousia. It's not dunamis, it's exousia. That means authority. Power that comes with authority, the inherent authority that comes with kingship, with lordship. This is not ability. All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then we have what is called the Great Commission. Now, listen, Baptists especially, and I know many, many, many listen to this that are not Baptists, don't even know who Baptists are, because this uh, podcast is worldwide. It's international. But I will say that there's a group called Baptists that are prominent in America, and they talk more about the Great Commission than they do about loving God. That's been my experience. And I listen to them, and even uh, they want to call themselves Great Commission Baptists. And all that's good, but we're doing less about the Great Commission than I've ever seen before in the West and in America in particular. And there is a reason for that's because we've got out of kilter. Listen, the greatest thing a man can do is not win another soul to Jesus. The greatest thing the Lord Jesus said is the same thing that Moses said, and that's to love the Lord our God with the totality of our being. Now, that's biblical doctrine. That's biblical teaching. And we've placed the Great Commission above loving God in many instances, and we don't have the right or the authority to do that. 
And God is the one that sets a priority, not us. And the protos, the first and Megale, the greatest commandment, is not the Great Commission. It's to love God with the totality of our being. And it's not even the second, because the second is to love others as we have been loved, as God has loved us, and we share the love of God with them. That is how we make disciples. And the fact is, if we do more loving of God and loving of others, that we ought, the discipleship would almost take care of itself. Here is the Great Commission. Now, if you read it in our English Bibles, you would think the commission is to go. The commission is not to go. The commission is the imperative verb in this sentence, and the imperative, the command, is to make disciples, is to disciple people, is to disciple people is to teach people, to disciple them, not just to share knowledge with them, but live with them, be with them, work with them, and teach them to be obedient. That's what he says. And so it says, go therefore and make disciples to all ethnicities, all ethnoi. That's the word. It's translated nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Amen. Now, I want to translate this verse for you just as it is in the Greek text. Here's what Jesus said. All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, make disciples. Make disciples. The participle go is going, as you're going, when you're going, wherever you're going. That is how we do it. We don't go somewhere and make disciples wherever we are, and that starts where we are. As a matter of fact, the Great Commission, as given and expanded in Acts chapter 1, is that we are to be uh, martyrs. We are to be witnesses. That's the Greek word for witnesses, the word martyr. And we are to be martyrs starting where we are in our Jerusalem. Then we are to expand that circumference to where we are in that concentric circle, those that are around us, those that are nearer to us, those that are in the outlying circle. And then that is to spread to the end of the earth. But it is mandatory for the child of God It is the commission that God has given us to make disciples, and we are to do that anywhere we are, wherever we are, as we're going, when we're going, wherever we're going. That's the first participle. That is telling us when and where we do it. And then he says you are to baptize them. Notice it has an I-N-G on the end of it. Go should have the same thing because it is the same part of speech. The verb, remember the command, the verb, the imperative is make disciples. And these participles are modifiers. They tell us when, where, how, etc. And so we just learned where we do it, when we do it, everywhere, all the time, anytime, wherever we're going, whenever we're going. And when we reach out to every ethnic, we are to shun none. We are to be intentional in our discipleship, red, yellow, black, or white, not pigeonholing any, not trying to fulfill a quota, whoever, whenever, wherever we are. If we're around black people, we witness to black people. If we're around white people, we witness to white people. We don't witness to a white person or pass up a black person to witness to a white person and vice versa. We don't pass up white people to say that we've gone now, we've witnessed all these ethnoi. God will send the people your way, and wherever you are, that's your responsibility, and you're not only 
on a quota system. So get over this wokeism that's in our culture today. God's not keeping up numbers on black, white, red, yellow, female, male. Uh, He said anybody, everybody, anywhere. And we are then to baptize them. Baptism is part of the Great Commission. It is attached everywhere in the New Testament. Peter said, repent. All of you need to be repenting. That's Acts 2.38. And those of you who repent need to be baptized. And you need to be immersed. Why? Because that is your public identification with Jesus Christ. That's the number one badge that he gives us. You say, well, I don't think that's the best way to do it. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. What matters is what God says. Your opinion does not matter. Listen, your opinion does not matter one bit. You say, whoa, you have hurt my feelings. Well, your feelings need to be hurt if you think that you are the one that tells God what's important and what's not. And that's for any of us. It doesn't matter who we are. I'm talking to myself, same as I am to you. Our opinion doesn't matter when it comes to the Word of God and what God gives us to do. What matters is not how we feel, what we think. It is how we act and either obey or disobey. We think we've got to have a say in everything we don't. What we need to do is obey. So we baptize them. We immerse them. That's not sprinkling. That's not pouring. That is dipping, immersing. Why? Because that's how you show a death, burial, and resurrection. Putting someone under the water, putting yourself under the water, pulling out of the water. That is the way you show that you have died to your old belief system, your old message that you believed you're being raised to follow a new master, a new rabbi, and the rabbi is Jesus. That's it. That's exactly what this is saying. And that's to be done in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's the totality of who God is, is who we identify with. And then he said, teaching them all things. Whoa, whoa, wait just a minute. I messed up. It doesn't say teaching them all things whatsoever I've commanded you. If that were the case, all we need to do is just educate people. But Jesus didn't say go and educate people. He said go and disciple people. So that is why verse 20 says teaching them to observe. Key word. This is an infinitive. This is another one of those words that's very important in the construction of the word, which means to keep, to obey. What he says is teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. In the vernacular of the layperson, like we are just listening, what that means is You go out and win people wherever they are. You disciple them. You train them. All of that is, it's not just winning people to Jesus. It's not just leading people to Jesus. It is leading them to obey, to become obedient disciples. You teach them obedience. You see, the goal of the Christian life is to submit to the Lordship of Christ and walk with Him till we become like Him. Now, in this life, we're never going to accomplish that, but one day He'll make us like Him. And all I'm saying to you is this is the great commission is to make disciples whenever, wherever we go, anytime we go, and we are to shun none, all ethnicities. Whenever God brings them our way, we are to not shun any to go see anyone else. We are to do what God says anywhere, everywhere. And when they say, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus, we baptize them. That's the commandment that God has given us as part of this commission. And then we teach them to be obedient. That is the great commission. Jesus is alive and he's worthy to obey. 
For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.